Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is With Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Friday, January 29, 2021. According to Italian popular tradition, the last three days of January are called i giorni della merla and they are considered the coldest days of the year, according to another tradition mainly spread in the north of Italy and similar to the American Groundhog Day. If these days are cold in spring there will be good weather, whereas if they are warm spring will be late and winter temperatures will last longer. It is not known if the merla of the tradition, which dates back to the 16th century, is a type of cannon or the female blackbird or even the surname of a noble Lombard of those days. The Giorni della Merla have also represented for centuries an important passage in the peasant life. Even if spring is still far away, we are going towards an increase of temperatures and towards what was considered by the peasant culture the awakening of the earth. For this reason, in many parts of Italy, these days were an occasion for propitiatory rites that would drive away the frost and bring better times to cultivate. The data updated last night say that in Italy we have administered the first dose of the vaccine to 1,700,000 people, 2.81% of the population. 381,000 of them received the second dose too. The ranking of the regions by percentage of vaccinations made compared to the doses delivered say that in the first three places from the top are Campania, Piedmont and Marche. In the last three places from the bottom are Calabria, Liguria and Sardinia. At the moment, Italy is in eighth place in the world for the number of people vaccinated. In the EU, we are second after Germany in absolute, but first with respect to the percentage of population vaccinated. <clears throat> the wonderful news that I gave you today, honestly, one of the most beautiful since I started these videos is, is that 21 days after the administration of the first dose of anti-COVID vaccine, 99% of those vaccinated have developed antibodies against the virus. These are the data of the first monitoring carried out among health workers of the Bambin Gesù Hospital in Rome. Seven days after the second dose, antibodies have been developed by 100% of vaccinees evaluated. Today, Europe should give the OK to the administration of the AstraZeneca vaccine, the third year in Europe after Pfizer and Moderna, on which Europe had bet a lot because it is cheaper and easier to manage and maintain. But it seems that this third vaccine will be used only for people under 65 years old because it will give less coverage to the elderly. The most serious problem is that AstraZeneca has already announced the cut of 60% of the doses booked by Europe for the first quarter of 2021. A real war with the British company is underway. You can imagine the irritation of all Europe yesterday when the CEO of AstraZeneca claimed to have no specific obligation on the number of doses to be delivered because according to him the contract that AstraZeneca does not want to make public indicates that his company should limit to do its best to produce the doses without constraints. At this point, Europe, uh, which claims that this is not true and that the contract even provided for the shipment of doses before authorization, doses that have never arrived, could even block those produced in the Netherlands and Belgium and prevent them from being exported outside Europe. In the last spring, a similar measure was taken for medical equipment such as masks and today it seems necessary to repeat it with vaccines because AstraZeneca wants to give priority to the doses promised to Great Britain, which has already authorized it a few weeks ago and as you know exited the European Union one month ago. 
Stores closed for months because of the pandemic, companies stopped, and many days spent working and owning comfortable clothes, certainly not for the grand soiree, with the collections presented in streaming. It was inevitable that the fashion industry suffered. This year's forecast figures are heavy. Fashion is Italy's second largest industry, with a turnover of 1 billion, 100 billion euros, and in 2020 it lost 25% of its turnover, despite e-commerce. In a favorable scenario, the Italian fashion industry can grow around plus 15% in 2021, while in an unfavorable scenario, where restrictions extend into next year, growth will be limited to 6%. To return to pre-COVID consumption, we will have to wait at least until 2022. Again, briefly, <coughs> as you requested, I update you on the government crisis in Italy. Today, the President of the Republic will end the consultations of the group present in the Italian Parliament. It is not known what he will decide. He could give a mandate to the head of the previous government who has resigned, or a mandate that in this case is called exploratory, to another personality of high institutional profile, and there are some names that have been imagined. Sergio Mattarella, our President of the Republic, could also stall or make another short round of consultations if the situation was particularly difficult, as this seems to be from the official statements released by the various politicians consulted. <clears throat> Looking at their behavior, that is to be very sad for this wonderful country of ours and to worry a lot for the future, the situation seems to be that of a class of children who always fight and blame each other, giving the worst of themselves while the school is on fire. Unfortunately, there is no more suitable metaphor than this, and thank goodness for President Mattarella, the most reliable person of all, perhaps of all put, it, put together. Maybe in next Monday's video I'll be able to give you news about this, at the moment we're just waiting. But this is not the only crisis this extraordinary country is worried about. The Sanremo Festival, scheduled from March 2 to March 6, is in danger after the numerous controversies about the choice to organize it anyway in time of pandemic. Now the artistic director Amadeus could resign, just like the head of the government, and it would be even more difficult to find someone to replace him. The reason is that the organizers absolutely want to have the audience in the theater, even if they were paid actors and not the real audience that is there every year. But the government is against it. <clears throat> the Arison Theatre in Sanremo, where the festival is held, is a theatre like any other and therefore the audience, so whether paying or free or actors, will be able to return only when the rules will allow it for all theatres and cinemas. The problem is that by now, as we explained in the article on Italian entertainment in the February issue of our magazine, the Sanremo Festival has become an event that involves the entire world of entertainment. It takes place in a theater, the protagonists make music, or sort of, but the main audience and feedback is on television. And in the Italian television studios, the audience is allowed today, albeit with due caution, daily swaps and precautions. But these are shows that do not last five hours, like all the daily episodes of the festival. <clears throat> As always in Italy, People are therefore looking for a shortcut, an excuse to get around the law. They even thought of closing all the participants, the technicians and the fake audience in a bubble as done for the NBA players and hosting them on a cruise ship off the coast of San Remo. And besides, the entertainment world has been massacred by Covid and lockdowns and it would be a great injustice for them to reopen a theater just for the festival while the others have been closed for so long and the situation in this sector is 
very, very dramatic. It seems like a minor thing, but in reality, usually, Italy usually stops during the week of the festival, and those who, like me, are not interested to it, find it hard to escape from the thousands of broadcasts that during that week that talk almost ex exclusively about it. So another crisis in Italy. It's all for now. It's all for today. I'll see you next uh, Monday. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was Widi Italian News. Ciao from Rome.